Good morning, my friend. Yes, we're talking at each other. We're off to a great start. How are you? I'm done. <laughs> I'm okay. How are you? Well, I'm I'm wonderful. I uh, I actually had been missing the uh, the waiting music on Anchor because you know the whole interviewing and, and doing a joint podcast has been down since this time last week. So they they got everything together uh, just in time for you and I to do our show. So I'm happy. We broke it with Willie, didn't we? He it it's totally Willie. He totally broke it and. Apparently, I mean, this was, and I, I, I mean, I, I really want to <clears throat> just remind people how great this little app we use is that, you know, you don't even notice, <laughs> you don't even notice how good it is until it breaks. And then you're like, I, I wish I could do my podcast because I was trying to use some other apps and trying to do some different things. And it was just, it was such a pain. And one thing that, um, you probably know about me. I don't know if anybody else does, but like if I, I don't, I don't have time for tedious stuff. Like it just, it, if it mm-hmm. takes me more than five minutes for something like this, I'm like, I'm, I'm out. So, and I'm out. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, but no, I'm, uh, I'm glad that we're back and able to do what it is that we do. How's, uh, how's everything been for you this week? Um, it's, it's been a, difficult week for me to be honest I am however I should just tell you that I am dressed just in case we did have to Instagram live <laughs> See, I was prepared what was really funny is I know uh, when you you were uh, I think it was the podcast you did with Valerie where you were talking about you know how you you are naked when you do your podcast recordings and like like there was some kind of shock value associated with that. I heard it. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. but, I mean, to, to be completely fair, I usually wear a t-shirt. I appreciate but that's that. That's pretty much it. <laughs> you know what? I, and again, this this goes back to our drama-free friendship. I I appreciate that. That's very uh-huh. very thoughtful of you. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me about your week. Let's see. Um, my week, well, I want to start with the fact that we now see one of the biggest things in American sports is we're so damn arrogant. We think that because we have a league and somebody wins the American League that they're the world champion. Um, I'm very excited about this fantasy football league because we have some international teams in this. So whoever wins this fantasy football league that we're both in uh, will truly be a world champion. So, and yes. we got, and we got, yeah. and in no way do you Americans have an advantage by the fact that it's an American football league about American football that is not played in either Britain or Australia. So. <laughs> well, I mean, this is, look, if, and I'll tell you this right, right now, and we have not talked about this. If there is a, if there's a rugby league, if there's like fantasy rugby, I'll totally play it. I'm I'm down. There I'm, there, I'm there is there okay. is, but um, the season is pretty much done, so we will have to do it next year. Well, it's it's a good thing you and I have this ongoing friendship because you know we'll right. be around next year. <laughs> I do I do like that when I thought of what could I name my football team, there was only one name that came to mind. Of course. <clears throat> 
Well, and what I liked, because everybody's kind of got, you know, you can put these silly, like you can do these names and these abbreviations and you're not really sure who anybody is. But then I looked at my, my week one matchup and I saw the mermaids. I'm like, I know who that is. So. <laughs> I'm so excited for this. And then like, cause that was the, that was the thing that was going to be most upsetting if we weren't able to have a podcast. I'm like, this is so cool. We're going to be able to talk about this ongoing thing that, you know, nothing about. It's like when I talk about movies, I have no idea. Um, so like, you're going to be learning this and what's funny because i i suspect when it comes to uh these types of things and a lot of times with with sports like this and fantasy and 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 the ncaa basketball and stuff's huge here like most of the time with sports it's all about gambling like we're not doing this for for uh there's no financial stake in this and I, I really think that people that aren't following it, that just kind of come in for the fun of it and really don't study it, like, I, I think you, I, I would not be surprised if either you or Neil end up winning this entire thing. Just right. saying. I, I'm doing this for bragging rights. That's what I'm doing this for. I'm doing well, this we're for doing bragging this, rights. Yeah, I mean, we're all about having fun. That's kind of what we do. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> so but no i i mean other than that with my my week otherwise has has been um it's been good i'm trying to figure out how i'm going to organize and balance a number of different things but i'm uh i'm figuring it out and yeah so i mean things here are good what's what's been difficult for you this week if you're okay with talking about it oh bless yes i am okay with talking about it um I, it, it's always a really difficult week for me uh, this time of year. So I think I've told you once before that I let myself have two sad days a year, right? Yeah. So, and, and I've done that. I've done that for a considerable amount of time because I've known people <clears throat> in my life who have lost their parents and just continually, openly grieve that. That That is just an open wound for them each and every day. And and absolutely different people grieve differently. I did not want it to be that way for me. And so um, I, I think I was probably about 23 when I made the decision that I was going to get to be sad on my dad's birthday and I was going to get to be sad on my dad's anniversary. Um, and those were my two sad days a year. You know, those two days where I would put absolutely no pressure on myself to be anything other than breathing. And, um, and so normally I take that sad day off, but I had to work last year. I couldn't get out of it. And because I had to work last year, I actually realized that it was better for me. It was better for me to be at work and for my brain to be busy. And, and, um, and so I did the same thing this year and I worked and it just so happened that it was a ridiculously busy work day. And I was sad and I was focused. I was just really in my brain and really focused on what I was doing. And, um, and so where I work for the role that I have, I have, I have a desk space on the, on the office floor with everybody else, but I also have an office. Um, and I choose to not sit in there the majority of the time because it's really antisocial. Sure. Um, uh, so, but what I did that day was I just put myself in that office and I just closed the door 
And I went, yeah, I'm, this, is, this is how I'm doing it today. And, um, and to be honest, I've actually had a few really busy days since then. So I've, I've done it like three times in the last week. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I did. I had a sad day. I came home and, um, and I drank Coke which is why I told you I hadn't started when you guys started the the soda ban because I, my dad loved Coke. I just wanted to have a glass of Coke. And, um, and I was going to watch, I was going to watch The Godfather and I didn't end up being able to find it. Yeah. And so I ended up watching 13 Reasons Why, which is, Totally different, but yes. but that that was my thing, and that was just yeah, that was just my sad day. And then, of course, just as you recover from the sad day, it's actually Father's Day in Australia three days after my sad day. So it just yeah. was a bit of a double whammy. But um, and then I had some family drama, which I'm not going to go into. Sure. So sure. that was my Friday. Um, that was just yeah. So I was already eaten up by the Thursday. The Friday was just shit with family shit. And then um, Saturday, I went to watch my nephew in his soccer grand final, uh, which they won. <laughs> Excellent. Which was so great. Um, and my two of my nieces were there, and, and they're seven and nine. And um, my, my seven-year-old niece always blows my mind. She just, uh, she just asks these really philosophical, existential sort of questions. And... Um, <laughs> And she looked at me and she went, what are your pet peeves? And I went, excuse me? She's like, you know, pet peeves, things that you don't like. What are your pet peeves? And in my head I'm going, she's seven. But okay. And, um, and I looked at her and I went, um, well, what's yours? And she's like, I really, really hate when someone opens a bag of chips at the wrong end. And I'm like, what? <laughs> She's like, you know, when it's supposed to open at one end, but they open it upside down. I hate that. And I'm like, that is an exceptional pet peeve. It really is. She's like, what's yours? And I've gone, I hate when people don't get toothpaste out of the tube properly and it goes all crusty and gross on the top. Oh, yeah. And she went, Oh, that that's a good pet peeve. And my, my, my brother-in-law was there. My brother-in-law is a very quiet person. I, I could probably count on both hands the amount of conversations I've had with him. And he's been with my sister for, say, 16 years. Um, actually, 16 years? Yeah, about 16 years. Maybe 17 years. But, but, you know, right. Maybe 10 proper conversations with him in 17 years. And um and one was actually two weeks ago at the semi-final. Um and he was standing there and he was just sort of watching me and I th- I think because we are very I am not he's very traditional in, in female roles, right? But what he will not say and which I know is that he respects me because I have an education, I have a brain and I use it. Um and and I think that it's become a thing where he respects me for it. He's glad he's not married to me. But he respects me for having it. And I think that there's, you know, because he's very quiet, very traditional. My sister is also very quiet, very traditional. And they have this little girl who is the sassiest little thing. And I, fre- I freaking adore her. And, and I love that these are two people that just were never going to have a sassy kid and they've got one. Right? <laughs> and I think probably part of him thinks that that, that maybe comes from me. 
that she, and because and because she she told me that I'm her favorite because I have pretty hair and I wear colorful dresses and um or I have colorful hair and I wear pretty dresses and um and she loves my dogs and and so she and I get on very well <clears throat> and I was telling him about the pet peeves conversation and he's like where does she get this and I've gone I don't know I don't know but just before Christmas she looked at me and said Aunty Rachel would you rather be a painting or a wall and and he goes she didn't and I've gone she did and he's like what did you say and I've gone a painting because then you get to move around and see other things and he's like that's a good answer and I've gone she was six when she asked me the question that's insane (laughs) wow right and that's just that's just her brain that's like she's just very precocious yeah and um but I just I loved that and so so she's so funny because you you know when kids are asking for something but they won't come out and ask directly you know it's like when kids are trying to organize a sleepover and then you know go say this to your mum and dad and I'll go say this to my mum and dad and and so I was sat there and my niece is looking at me and she's like I heard you have a new house and I've gone I do have a new house you should come and see it sometime and she's like next week <laughs> and I went maybe the week after she's like for lunch and I've gone you can come for lunch and she's like can we walk your dogs and I've gone actually I said I've got a, a few more dogs staying that day but yeah you can and she's like okay and, and I was telling her because uh, so there's a guy from my pug club and he has these three beautiful pugs, but yeah. they are all old, old guys. So, so the guy only adopts pugs that are over 10. Okay. Um, to give them a good home for the rest of their lives sort of thing. And, um, and so I was sort of, ex- and, and I love having the old boys because they literally, that's what I call them, the old boys. They literally just lay on their cushion and do nothing. Like, or they'll come for a cuddle and do nothing. <laughs> you know, they're the most chilled house guests. And I was telling my niece about this and I'm like, but I said, you know, so what we could do is we could take them all for a walk. I said, and you could walk Barney. And, um, and my other niece was there and I'm like, and you can walk too. And she's like, yeah. And I've gone and I'll, you know, I'll walk Molly and Glen Coco. And she's like, Okay. And then she's like, oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to come over and walk. <laughs> she's so excited. And um, and so after the match, I've walked over to my sister and I've gone, by the way, you're coming to my house on the 14th for lunch. <laughs> and she's like, am I? And I've gone, yeah, your daughter just uh, created it. So, yeah. <laughs> she's, she's like, oh, oh, oh. Is that all right? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's good. That's good. But I just, I love that she's just a girl that knows what she wants. And, and she's just, she's so, to look at her, she's so delicate. She could be a fairy. Like she's just all light. And she has that little sort of fairy-like voice as well. And she's, but she's very studious and she studies and she works very hard at, at school. She's in second grade, but she works really hard at school. And, um, yeah, I just, she's just, I look, I love my nieces. I think all of my nieces are kick-ass human beings. But, uh, so she just made my morning with that. And, um, yeah, 
And then the Sunday was Father's Day. So that was a bit of a, but it just had me some family time and yeah, it was, it was an okay day. It's never a good day, but it was an okay day. Well, and I think it's one, your, your niece, that's just, I, what I like, and, and you said she knows what she wants, but she asks it in a direct yet polite way mm. that, let's be honest, I mean, most adults aren't that good at Mm-mm. at asking. Um, so, I mean, it's just, it's funny because I'm, I'm sure as you're having this conversation with her and you're just, as you're, you're going back and forth, you're just watching the wheels turn in her head as she's processing this and being very thoughtful about how she's going to respond. Um, that's just that's really, that's really funny to think about. Um, you know, and you mentioned how the last couple, you know, the last couple of years you tried actually, uh, working on, on the, uh, the anniversary. And, um, I know, you know, uh, Stacy, and I know I've, I've talked to you about this before, but she lost her mom in a car accident when she would have been nine. So, yeah. or, Oh, yeah, I think we nine were, or 11. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, so we was, were very similar ages when we were yeah, parent. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's, she has always, it, it happened. Um, it happened the day before Halloween, which actually, if I go back and look, I think is going to, it's going to be the one year anniversary of our podcast. But um, she, she's her way of dealing with like, she does not like Halloween. And on that day, I mean, she pretty much just wants to be left alone and that's pretty much how, uh, how it is. But, um, but yeah, I, I thought it was interesting where you're like, yeah, no, I've, I've actually, you know, it's, I, I've gone to work and it's, it's helped, but you know, the fact that you still take the time to yourself that you need and, and the fact that father's day is so close is just, that's, it just prolongs everything. But, yeah. It's just, it's, it's unintentionally cruel, like, yeah. is, is what it is. Right. And um, and I actually, I, w- I was having a conversation with Chris about it because Chris was like, oh, did you guys do anything that Father's Day? And I've gone, I, I don't even remember. I said, I remember that we had already bought his Father's Day presents. Right. Because I remember what I bought him for Father's Day. Um, so my dad collected coins. He was a coin collector. Um, and he had a very extensive collection that my mum had to sell. Um, um, and I remember that I'd bought him a coin that he really wanted. Um, but we ended up, we, she sold the entire collection with exception to, um, he had, for each of us girls, he had purchased a coin made on the day that we were born. And, um, and so we've each got our coin. Um, but yeah, the rest of the collection went, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just one of those things. And it's so like, it's, it's literally, you know, I mean, it was three weeks before my 10th birthday. Right. And that was hands down one of the best birthdays I've ever had. And it's just so funny to think. And I mean, ki- people talk about kids being resilient and kids are resilient. Yes. Um, but I also think that it does depend on the approach of the adults around them. And it does 
you know, uh, my mum very much stressed uh, without even meaning to, I think she, she very much stressed that death is a part of life and that it is okay to be sad, but it's not okay to be sad forever. And that you have to, at some point, you know, get on with your life. And, um, you know, I, I, I remember feeling very, very heartless probably about nine years ago, eight years ago, uh, when a lady that I worked with took a month off when her mother died. And I just remember thinking, wow, that's a bit excessive, right? Because in my family, that's not how we grieved. Most of my siblings that were working when my father died went back to, my father died on a Saturday and they went back to work on Tuesday and then they had the Thursday off for the funeral. And that was it. And, and um, you know, a few of them had some time off. My sister Kelly did a half day on the day of the funeral or she took that day off. That was the only day she had off. She went to school. Yeah. Um, and I took, and I was off school until the Friday and when I woke up on the Friday, mum was like, okay, back to school today. And I said I had a tummy ache. And she knew I didn't. And so at about recess, like early morning, we went for a walk up to the school. And I remember this. And she she sort of left me with my friends. And I spent the rest of the day at school. And I just remember there was this girl who was just so mean to me. And I remember her name was Daniela. She was always mean to me. And she came up to me and she went, I know where you haven't been at school, your dad died. And, and I remember my friend Anna turning around going, yeah, well, you've got a fat head. <laughs> Bless. Anna is now a psychologist. <laughs> she's, oh. she's, a, she's an amazing human being, but I just remember her saying that. And what I realised now as an adult must have happened is, they must have told the kids in the class, you know, that Rachel's dad has died and we're going to be very nice to Rachel when she comes back to class and she's going to be sad and, you know, and it's okay for her to be sad and da 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 But, of course, the mean girl just went mean with it, didn't she? Of course. <laughs> just remember Anna telling her that she had a fat head. And I also remember that Anna was the only kid in fourth grade that did not get their pen licence and um and to this day still writes illegally in pen. <laughs> did you guys have pen licenses at school? We we did. What what was involved with this? Okay, so so what would happen? What happens in Australia is yeah. you write in pencil in all of your classes in all of your books okay. until generally until you're in fourth grade. And that's when your your writing is deemed of a level where you can write the pen because it's permanent, right? Yeah. As opposed to a pencil that you can rub out. Right. Um, and once your teacher determines that you write well enough to use pen, you get a certificate and it's your pen license. <laughs> and um, and like everybody got a pen license. Except was there, for was there a number? Was there a number associated with this license? Um, so, so it, yeah, it, it, I'm sure that there was, and I've got mine somewhere. 
my mum my mum kept everything right so yeah. I've got this whole box full of stuff I'm gonna have to go looking for my <laughs> pen license but I got my pen license I and and the funny thing was I was the third last person in my class now I I don't know whether I've ever handwritten you anything I actually have be- I have beautiful handwriting I have really beautiful handwriting I don't know how because I had horrendous handwriting when I was a kid <laughs> right I had horrendous handwriting and I was the third last person in my class to get a pen license, which means I got a pen license, somebody else got a pen license, and then Anna never got her pen license (laughs) and just sent me a message on Facebook like five years ago saying, hey, do you remember I just realized I've been illegally writing in pen all these years. What's interesting is when you said that she never got her license, I can detect uh, there's there's a fair amount of joy in your voice. Pleasure oh my gosh, she, yes. That the mean girl never got her pen license. Oh, no, no, no. Anna, Anna wasn't the mean girl. Anna was my oh. friend. Anna was the one that called the mean girl a fathead. She's Okay, so Anna was is the one that's now a psychologist. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Okay. So, so okay. I have this theory. I, I love Anna's. Every Anna I've ever met has always been an extraordinary human being. And to the point where I always said that if I had a daughter, Anna would be a short runner for a name just because every Anna I've ever met, I've really liked. But yeah, she never got her pen license. She's also actually (laughs) my favorite video I've ever seen anyone post about their kids. So Anna is famous for posting the stuff about her kids that other people don't post. You know how other people post these gorgeous photos and videos of their kids being perfect and their whatever. Nuh-uh. And, and so I she went, posts the real life, Oh, basically. yeah, she does. She does. And, um, and her sister's kids are very similar in age. And so one of – like her sister posted a video of her little girl saying – so Anna's little girl's name is Jessie. And yeah. um, so her sister's little girl's – Georgia has, has in this video said, Jessie is impossible but they're three. So you have to really listen to what she's yeah. saying. And yeah. she's talking about Jessie being impossible. And I'll never forget the Christmas that Anna posted a photo, I've posted a video of her girls. Um, she had worked so tirelessly to set up this like cubby house, like a, like a, like a tree house, but on the ground. Okay. Right. Clubhouse, yeah. Um, yeah. Clubhouse. There we go. We call them a cubby house. Yes. And um, so, so she built this cubby house for her girls and she'd gone through and she'd handmade labels for it and she'd made them little planter boxes and everything. And her daughter decided she didn't like it. <laughs> the other daughter loved it, but the older daughter was like, no. And literally <laughs> she's got this video of her storming off and chucking a tantrum because she didn't like the playhouse. That she got. And that's what, and that's what she and recorded what she and put online. That's hilarious. And, and I we need more parents to do that. I, yeah, I, I, um, so there's her, there's, there's, I love watching her stuff about her kid, kids because it's always real and it's always, it, you know, it's real, it's humorous. It's, yeah. um, you know, she, she, post, <laughs> yeah, she, she posted a video of her youngest saying, I love you. Can I have chocolate? Right. That's, that's we all would say that actually. Right. <laughs> um, and so I really love hers. And then I also really love. Um, so there's a lady that I started following back when I used to blog and then she was a nurse and she has since created her own social media marketing firm. 
And she does incredible business now. It's taken a long slug, but yeah. a long, hard slug, but it, she does incredible business and she's incredible at what she does. And, um, and she has two kids, one of which her blog was about. So her son, her blog was about her son. And then she has this daughter who is every color of the rainbow, like just okay. in, in her approach to life. And literally, yeah. I'm just like, I, I'm forever sending her stuff saying, that's my spirit animal. <laughs> Frankie is my spirit animal. And um, yeah, and, and I like it because it's, you know, it's, it's the good and the, it's the realistic, you know. Sometimes my kids are adorable while they're being naughty at the same time. Right. And sometimes they look really sweet because they're asleep. And, <laughs> yeah, I just, yeah, I really enjoy it. But, yes, so Anna, Anna has been illegally writing in pen now for 27 years. Well, I hope that the, I hope that the ink police are not listening to this podcast because we don't want her to get in trouble for that. No. Well, ironically, her niece just got her pen license. And when her sister put up a picture of it, I went, uh, um, I do believe that Anna is still writing illegally in pen. <laughs> well, her, her niece could, is probably, you know, maybe that, maybe the pen license come, comes with some sort of certification so she can now teach her aunts, her auntie how to <laughs> do that. I'm just thinking. So I'm going to get my water because, you know, I have one. So. Do, 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 do. This might be a regular thing because as we talk, I actually go through my water, I would say in the first 15 minutes of our call every week, and I'm like, I really need to refill my waters. Now my water's refilled. So anyway. Nice. Yes. So how have you, this water challenge that we're doing is actually, or this no soda challenge to be more specific has actually been really helpful for me. So, because I had a couple of instances last week where I normally would have just gotten a Diet Coke and some water, and I just skipped out on the Coke. So, it's a little bit of accountability, I guess. I, um, yeah, I have been really good with my water, actually, but I've been good with my water now for about two months, so... It's not really had a massive impact. If I'm being honest, I used to drink a lot more soda. Mm-hmm. And and I sort of gotten to the point where I was lucky to just be having a glass. But it's still something that I want to rein in. Yeah. Yeah. I well, and the problem that I would have is the only there's no there's there's certain foods that I would like to drink soda with. And it's typically like pizza and hamburgers, yeah. uh, ice cream of all things. I, I like that. See, that's weird to me. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is kind of weird. And I don't, I think it's, I went through a phase where it's, it's not like this now, but for a while we had a, we had this drive through ice cream place that is said shut down. But every time I would order a cone, I would always order my ice cream and a diet soda. And so, yeah, but I, I don't now, if I go to graders, I don't necessarily need to do that, but. Hey, I've been but, yeah, there. Weird. I know you have been and you're going to, and you're going to be back too, by the way. I will. I will. I had the yeah. Fiona ice cream. It was yum. Of course you did. Yeah. You, ha- I was so excited. We, and, and I will, I will make this 
quote unquote confession to you. I still have not been able to meet Fiona. We were, we were going to go yesterday because it was uh, Labor Day here. And, but Stacy did something to her back over the weekend and pretty much slept most of the day yesterday. So we wound up just hanging out here. But I think in the next couple of weeks after the, the temperature breaks a little bit, I think we'll probably go because I've not met Fiona yet and I need to. Mm-hmm. Is she okay? Um, it's funny for a second. I was like, Fiona, yeah, Stacy's fine. Stacy's, uh, as of last night, because she it was really weird. She was driving, um, Sunday night and she not even really a long distance, but she got home and she went to get out of the car and like her, her back just started spazzing up and she's had back spasms before, but it's been a while. So she basically, was dealing with that Sunday night and then yesterday, I guess last night till about uh, probably about seven thirty, eight o'clock. By that time, she was kind of up and moving around and doing better. But yeah, it was it was weird for about a day or so. She was dealing with it, so but she's good. Oh, good, good, yeah. good. And I was gonna say, I know Fiona's okay. I follow Cincinnati Zoo. <laughs> <laughs> do you follow? Do you follow them on Facebook, Instagram? Um, I just do Instagram mostly because you know me. I'm pretty shit at Facebook. Let's be You're honest. You're not that bad at Facebook. I you, get really, you, post... I, you know, I I get really good. Like I've done two posts in the last week, right? But then <laughs> I will not post again for about six months. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not. Well, great. I'm not great on I the Facebook. I think you'll. Way. I think you'll be able to. Uh, you can pick that up when you need it. But there was a, let me see if I can find it. They did a, the zoo put out a video. It was raining here the other day and it's like Fiona playing in the rain. Let me see if I can find that. I love her. Because anytime I see, and it's hilarious because of course Fiona is their profile picture. They, um, they actually, if I remember correctly, they had a job come up before Fiona was, was born to be a marketing coordinator. And that would have been such a, because that that's kind of how all this stuff started is, you know, they were, she was born premature and they were documenting everything on Facebook live and, and it really, really took off. So that, I mean, that would have been such a neat thing to actually work on, but let me find, let me see if I can find this. But yeah, everything is so funny. Wow. Like almost everything they post on here is Fiona. I uh, see they've they've not been posting as much of her on the um Instagram page lately. Yeah, well and I I've, I've noticed that on Instagram they do kind of they kind of It's been a lot them. about the cubs. Let's see. Yeah, well the Facebook thing I was going to show you was buried so that's not happening. Oh, let's let's check see if they have even looked at our at that DM that I've sent them probably not but we really want in, in addition to you being the um, the travel ambassador or for Iowa I really want the zoo to do something with you I, I think you would be a wonderful <laughs> ambassador for them I'd like to think so and I know I mean Fiona would definitely approve because you guys are best friends she's like my BFF right how many bffs do you have like how many people have you told that you're 
Do I have how many legitimate BFFs do I have? Well, no, I didn't say that. I said, how many people have you told them in passing that you're their BFF? Uh, okay, so it depends because I say you could totes be my BFF, which is yes. not me technically saying that they yeah, are you, BFF. You, I'll tell you I, what. Let's let's count let's count those because you've actually said that to me a few times. But I I knew what you meant. I I didn't. I knew it wasn't a legitimate BFF offer. Although I get to record a podcast with you for you know a couple hours every week, you, so you, we're, you we're get, pretty tight. You get top tier friendship, my darling. Which is no, that's pretty, Willie, that's pretty Willie damn Gillis. close. That's Willie Gillis. Oh, but you know, you're, you're, you're pretty up there on the top tier, too. Well, now. but I, I had to mention Willie because we can't go too long in the podcast without mentioning him. Because we know true. Willie's going to be listening. This is true. This is true. Willie is listening. I actually just got, an e- I got a message from Caitlin about today's stories that I did saying I can't wait to hear this transition across to the podcast and I actually wasn't contemplating on talking about it until then so now I'm gonna have to mention it at some point oh wait I just did um I don't know how many people I've ever said a BFS like realistically I have one best friend I have friends that are incredible friends yeah. I have friends that are some of my closest friends. That's a word I use more often. You're one of my closest friends. Um, yeah. But I I legitimately only have one BFF usually. And that's my bestie that lives in the UK. Okay. Yeah, you don't, I mean, you don't have to name them. Well, with her, she has a really unusual name. So if I name her, it's kind of like using my real last name. People would be able to find her. Well, I, I think you actually, what, you, what you said is. I, I can actually picture a chart. The friendship on it for you. <laughs> That's probably, yeah. That's that's, so, that's probably it. Like when I'm, I imagine it, I imagine it as a labyrinth and I'm at the center. And like how many rows back people are. Like when you cut open something and you can see the layers inside. <laughs> exactly. Now, I actually did not see your stories from today. And I was, as I'm sending you the link for Anchor, I saw that you had put some stories up. So I have yet to see them. Okay. So. Well, you know what? Yeah, you know what? I'm going to talk about them, Daryl. It's not something I would normally talk about, but okay. I'm going to talk about it. So okay. today, um, today I got an apology from Chris um, because he was looking at his Facebook memories. Yes. And uh, so today, today was when uh, his first psychotic episode started, but we didn't know what it was. We didn't know that it was actually a thing. Does that make sense? And it started yes. so subtly that we didn't know. And so every year on this day, on this week, for the months following, he will get reminders of everything that was posted on Facebook, which in the beginning was, you know, I mean, he was manic. It was crazy. It was like 16, 17 posts a day. Right. And, um, and he apologized. And his apology was so sincere and heartfelt that it broke my heart. And I said to him, I, you, you do not need to apologize for that. You don't. 
You don't need to apologize. Actually, my brother-in-law the other day nicknamed that person Mr. Manic. And I said to him, that's, that's what we're going to refer to him as from now on. That version is Mr. Manic. You do not need to apologize for Mr. Manic because you did nothing to create him. You did nothing to cause that. You did nothing. And you've apologized. You've, it, you've accepted. You've acknowledged. You've apologized once. That's all you need to do. Um, and it just, it just makes me really, really sad that he has no memory, no recollection of any of these things. And yet he apologizes for it. And, and it just, yeah, it it really, honestly, it broke my heart. And, um, and I sort of went, I'm doing this thing at the moment called Lip Temper. So Lip Temper is, um, is a charity that raises awareness for women's mental health, uh, by women wearing lipstick right? Which is something I do anyway, but you can purchase the lipsticks from Chemist Warehouse and you can purchase all these goodie bags from Chemist Warehouse and all the funds go towards uh, women's mental health charities. And, um, and so I was already on my uh, mental health charity soapbox and I sort of went, you know what? No, no more apologies. No more apologies for people doing things that they couldn't control, that they can't remember and no more carers apologizing for the choices that they've made or the actions that they've done, you know, we're not going to apologize for that anymore. I'm not going to apologize for the things that I did. I did what I had to do to survive. I did what I had to do to protect somebody else. And I'm not going to apologize for it anymore. And I lost friends, but you know what? They weren't real friends. Cause my real friends are still around. Yeah. So I lost friends because people, I get it. People cannot fathom what it's like. You don't have to fathom what it's like. You just have to basically say to me, that's really shit and be there because, you know, Sharon, Sharon can't fathom what it's like to go through what I've, what I've been through um, or for him to go through what he went through. But all she did was acknowledge it, acknowledge that my pain was legitimate, that my sadness was legitimate and was there. It's not hard to be a decent human being. It's not hard to be a decent friend. Um, whilst also acknowledging that people also have stuff going on in their, their lives. But I think that uh, if you're aware, if you, and, and I guess, so, so this to me is if you are aware that you have a friend that has a significant mental illness, and I'm not saying that anxiety and depression are not significant mental illnesses, they are. But what I am in particular referencing today as mental illnesses where the person may not remember their actions, may not remember things that were said or done, but are deeply apologetic for anything that they did do while they were in an episode. And for anybody that's questioning that, trust me, you know the fucking difference. It's a different human being. It's totally different. It's Jekyll and Hyde, right? So if you have a friend that has bipolar, dissociative identity disorder, uh, borderline personality, schizophrenia, just tell them that they don't need to apologize anymore. Like we don't ask people to apologize for having cancer. And those people did no more to cause their illnesses than the people that have these illnesses. Because 
having seen the impact that these illnesses have on people's lives, no one chooses chooses this and 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 if we're being completely honest because I very rarely talk about anything to do with Chris's illness it is not sure. it's not my sure. my thing to talk about it's his right um right. if we're being completely honest you know how you and I play these hypothetical questions and what would be one thing that you would change his one thing that he would change is his brain that's always his answer and yeah, and that's just, you know, for, for somebody who is, you know, remarkably kind, remarkably selfish and a, and a bit of a shit sometimes, but remarkably kind to just hate that their brain broke and they couldn't do anything about it, yeah. you know, that's, that's devastating. So that's where today's stories came from. Yeah. That, um, I've told him he doesn't need to apologize for it anymore. Um, it's just not fair. It's not fair on him. It's not fair on me. It makes me have to relive it all again. Too. Yeah. You know, like, like I ever don't, but yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, and, and you're, you're right. I mean, this is, this is the one thing it's, as somebody from the outside, I mean, you, you feel for him because he had no control over that. No. And, you know, you've seen, uh, because I mean, you, you, you dealt with this personally, but you see this professionally too. I mean, you see yeah. what happens with this and you see that it's almost like the person is, is removed from their body. Like their mind and their body are not on, on the same page. And um, yeah. I, and I, I think when you talk about this, this is, when, when we talk about mental health awareness, I, I think anxiety and depression have become kind of the, the uh, superstars of mental health. Uh, but there's, there's a whole nother level if we're going you know, deeper yeah. down the, the line of, of disorders that, and that's really what they are. They're disorders where the brain, the brain chemistry is broken. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's a completely different thing. And uh, it's interesting because you and I, for all the stuff that we've talked about on a podcast, we, we've never really talked about that in great detail here. And really, honestly, like we haven't really talked that much about it one-on-one. That's always been like, like you said, I mean, that's what was going on in your person, you know, in, in the personal life between you two. And that's, that's his thing to talk about. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And, and this, again, when I saw the story thing, I'm sending, cause I'm like, okay, it's our normal, it's our normal podcast time. And should I watch stories first? The answer for me is I should always watch stories first. Do you know what? I very rarely do stories. So if it's more than just, cause this morning, my story was just literally me putting on lipstick and saying lip timber. Right. Um, <laughs> just um yeah i just think um yeah i very yeah you're right i very rarely talk about it by the way uh with anybody um there are very few people in my life that that know all the details um 
And that is both a strength and a flaw because it ultimately makes me the bitch in any situation because I haven't told people um, to to know anything different. You know what I mean? Um, So, yeah. Well, and and I think, you know, look, um, I think you sharing that i mean for for anybody that's that's listening one it's not something that you and i are it's not like we're going to talk about this on a fairly regular basis moving forward beautiful thank you but for anybody (laughs) yeah if ever uh but for but for anybody that's listening there's a couple of things that that i think could really benefit anybody which is one the whole thing that we're talking about with with this 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 level of severity with mental health issues to where the brain is just it's almost it is almost an out-of-body experience and they really don't recall anything and they don't have memory of it and it's it's just the um i mean for me it's like the times when i because i i talk to a lot of people a lot of people think they have eating disorders and you know you can talk about people that have that like to say that they have binge tendencies and all this other stuff. But when you talk to somebody that has an actual eating disorder, just the level of intensity and how they're talking and how they act and just, it, it's, it's a whole nother, it's just, it, it's like seven levels away. And, and I really kind of, that's, that's how I imagine this with mental health, because I mean, I've, I've talked to people that I think are, are further down on that, that scale, but yeah, you, you definitely know the difference. So that's why with this, it's, it's definitely more than just anxiety and depression again, not Which minimizing. Both, yeah. That. Yeah. I mean, right. We're, we're, and we're, but we're, we're certainly not minimizing that, but I mean, no, this no, is no. something where if somebody's, yeah, if somebody's listening to our conversation, like they don't have to, um, you know, they, they know our, our intention behind that. And, but you know, the other thing that you, that you brought up and I think this will actually help people when, whenever somebody is going through a tough situation. Okay. So what do people normally say? I'm sorry, but it's like, you have nothing to be sorry about, but they're kind of like, what is it? You know, I feel like I should say something. I don't know what to say, but what you said is actually, I, I think something people would appreciate, which is, you know what? That's a shit situation. Like if they just acknowledge what you go through as being, you know, shitty that's enough because like you said it's it's people taking time out of, of their life and what's going on with them and just having the empathy to look at somebody else's situation and be like you know what yeah that's complete shit yeah and and i think look i i always use it as the example of when i was young you know i i was say 23 the first time one of my close friends became a mother and I had no idea about any of that. I didn't know how much it was going to change her life. Realistically, I couldn't even fathom it. And all I knew was that my friend kept ditching me for everything, right? Yeah. Now, me, right. me now, you know, someone's kid's sick, cool. No, no worries. You take care, blah, blah, blah. I yeah. get it. But I didn't get it then, right? And if yeah. I could go back and talk to that girl, I would tell her to lighten the fuck up. And realize that people have priorities because they do. And, and I did. And I never knew it. I never knew it until I lived it. And so I guess what I would really like to put across is that if you have been the kind of friend that have been impatient towards somebody with a chronic illness 
And I would classify significant mental illnesses as chronic illnesses because they do not go away. Mm-hmm. Um, and you think, oh, geez, I've been a bit of a shit friend there. Right? That's cool. That's cool because that's the first step. The first step is going, you know, I've maybe not been as understanding as I could have been. I've maybe judged when I should have just cared. And, and so, yeah. So to me, if you think somebody I care about is having a significant illness, whether or not it's mental health illness, somebody that I care about is caring for somebody with a significant illness, you know, take judgment the fuck out of the situation. Because it's like one of those things of like, I would have behaved differently. Would you? Would you really? Because one day my husband was completely sane and functioning human being. And within three months, he was a three-year-old. So tell me how you would have functioned better because God knows I could have used with some, could I could have used some help back then. Right. And, and so I think take judgment out of the situation, take sanctity holier than thou out of the situation and just be fucking caring human being and go, I'm re- you know, I'm really sorry that you guys are going through this or this fucking sucks or this is shit. And I'm sorry that this has been your life at any point. And, you know, and understanding that even if someone is maybe not in that situation anymore, that there are wounds that take a long time to heal, mm-hmm. that there are things that happen. There are things that happen to people who care for people who have dementia, who have mental health problems, um, significant mental health problems. Um, There are things that happen that you cannot just forget. You can't. You wear them as, you know, as much as you wear a scar. You are scarred by some of those situations. And you can do your best to work on them and to be a better person, to be a stronger person. But it's literally like a T-shirt that you can't take off. It's there. And so maybe understanding, you know, it's never going to be a just get over it. And this applies to anyone who's lost a pregnancy as well, right? No, no. I'm not just going to get over it. I'm not going to let it go. Fuck you. It hurt. I feel it. I may not always show it, but I feel it. Um, and, and I think that th- that is something that, that we really need to be better at as human beings is to stop saying that we would have acted differently. We would have behaved differently. It's not fucking about you. It's about them and, and how you can help them. So I think, um, I mean, the the number one thing that we're talking about here is situational awareness, having, and then having empathy, and then, yeah, not making it about you. (laughs) What's that? And about not being a shitty human being. Well, and and that's, but see, that's, that's the whole thing. And if you... If you actually take the time to realize that when we're talking about somebody else's life that you don't know better, very rarely do you actually know how to handle somebody else's life better than they do because I, 
you go ahead. I literally had worked with clients who had mental health problems yeah. for, a, for, I don't want to say a decade, but for, um, no, I'll say a decade, for a decade. And I thought I knew my shit. And what I realized was I didn't know shit. I didn't. Because as much as I knew who the good doctors were and who would advocate for them and how to advocate for somebody, I did not know what it was like to live in a house with somebody like that. I didn't know what it was like to love somebody like that. I didn't know what it was like to be a carer. I had no fucking clue. What I knew was the clinical side of it. You know, it's kind of like saying Google is a doctor. No, it's very, very different. Right? I could empathize in a situation where I was actually completely not in the situation. I was detached from the situation. But when you're in it, it's completely different. And I think that that, if anything, has actually made me a fiercer advocate for it because I recognize my own ignorance. And that even though I advocate now and I advocate, I, I'm very, very cautious because I usually do it from a carer's perspective because I, I don't know what it's like to suffer a behavioral psycholo- psychological illness. I don't know what it's like to have schizophrenia or bipolar or um, dissociative identity disorder or, or borderline personality. I do not know what it is like to be somebody that does not have that ability to control their mind, that their mind goes beyond a level that they have, they, you know, where they completely, they have to basically surrender. And they don't even get a choice in that surrender. It just automatically happens. I don't know what that's like. And I think, yeah, I think that's probably what makes me really fierce about it is because I know, I know what it's like to think you have all the answers and then to realize that the answers mean shit. Mm -hmm. Wow. (laughs) Do you feel better? I do. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And thank you to Caitlin who said, um, I look forward to hearing this on the podcast because I literally had no intention of talking about it on the podcast. Right. And none whatsoever. Well, about probably about five minutes, eight minutes into you talking about this, and as you're like working through again, like this is the theme of this particular podcast is layers. We're talking about different layers of different things. But as you started uh, working through the layers of this, I mean, you you definitely were were digging through some stuff, and I knew that you. Uh, even though this was something you weren't planning on talking about. And I'm sure, I'm sure Caitlin, poor Caitlin, as she's listening to this was like all excited. Rachel's going to talk about this. And then when you're like, I wasn't planning on talking about it. She, her stomach probably dropped, but <laughs> it was, it was something that as you got into this, I could tell that this was, I mean, look, you're, you're getting some stuff out uh, and you're sharing stuff that you normally wouldn't share. And again, this is something we don't, we have very, we've, we probably have not spent five minutes in conversation talking about this. So no, yeah. there is, there is a conversation, Daryl, that ha- that will someday be had between you and me about this, mm-hmm. but it will involve 
face to face and it will involve just you and me and it will yeah. probably involve alcohol at least on my half um <laughs> being completely honest yeah um i think that we as human beings have amazing capacities to deal with trauma yes um and that we do what we can in order to survive that trauma and for some people they struggle to function day to day because of what they've gone through and others um, do what I did for a long time, which was just push it all the way down right. and just carry the fuck on. Um, but the problem with that is that it comes back and bites you in the ass. Um, and I, I actually was dealing with, uh, it, it was a, about a year ago, I was dealing with a very violent client who had had, who was rageful and violent but not towards me I was there I was the one trying to calm him down and actually it was probably about 18 months ago and in the situation I was fine I was calm I was cool I you know I got the situation under control but afterwards I couldn't stop my hands shaking and that was the moment that I went, oh, I, I, I need to go see somebody because certain things trigger certain things and certain behaviours trigger certain things and, and nothing, you know, anything that you push down doesn't stay lost. True. It, it finds a way. It is the same way that I can say I was a happy person but I ate more than any normal person should times three. Because I was a happy person. But whenever things weren't happy, I just dealt with them by eating. You know? <laughs> and I didn't even realize I was doing that. I just, you know, we, we all have our coping mechanisms. And, and for me, denial was a good part of self-preservation. And if I'm being completely honest, I learned that from my mother. Mm-hmm. Because my mother went, well, I've got a nine-year-old kid and I'll just keep going because I've got no choice because I've got a nine-year-old and my world's broken and my husband's gone, but I'll just keep going because I've got a nine-year-old. But by just keep going, just keep going, just keep swimming, it, we have to face and acknowledge the things at some point because otherwise it turns into something toxic. You, you start running and you don't stop. And then when it does come back, it comes back. It, it's almost like when you're pushing it down and pushing it down and not dealing with it, it's like you're, <clears throat> it's like you're planting the seed and it's growing. And by the time it, it rears its head again, it's much, much stronger and much, much more intense. And it's, you're right. You just, you know, you keep going and you keep going until you can't go anymore. And then the reason you can't go anymore is because, it's just, it's, it's gotten to a point, whatever it is that you're dealing with or that you were trying to, to push away or push down, it's just, it's, it's at a point where you can't turn away from it and you have to deal with it. Yeah. I, you know, and, and you talked about how we'll have a one-on-one in-person conversation about all this. And I think... I'm going to lighten this just a little bit because we've, man, this is like 
a super heavy episode, right? Um, you know, that was one thing, one thing this week with the app being down and not doing the podcast as normal. Um, I got to have a couple of really, really good conversations that will not see the light of day. And I'm, you know, like sometimes it's, it's about just being there for somebody and talking and not putting everything out for the, uh, the world to hear. And, you know, I had a conversation with, uh, you know, Nikki and I, when we do our, um, our Wednesday podcast and mm-hmm. we just, we talked, there was no even attempt at recording anything. And, and we even just said at the end of the conversation, you know what, it's nice to just talk amongst friends sometimes and, you know, listen to what somebody's going through and encourage them to do what it is they're doing. Or at the same time, this was another conversation with she and I went, but I mean, call them on their shit too, if you need to. Like, you don't need to do that publicly. You don't need to do that on a podcast. Um, and then the other conversation I had was with Bo, which um, we were doing a, we do our, our Thursday night podcast. And a lot of it is, you know, he's, he is, uh, he's somebody that has, he has CP and he's basically using his situation to go out and encourage others to, uh, to, to do their thing. And he's, uh, he's coming along with this and, uh, it's, it's been the, the conversation that he and I had was more about kind of like, you know, he's further along than he thinks and that this is what, you know, maybe you should focus on this more so than focusing on that. Um, and that was one that we were still going to, that, that was the one that was recorded uh, using a different app and it just didn't work out. But, you know, there's just something to be said for being there for somebody. And I think, because um, there, there were quite a few people in our community that are doing the podcast that were very, very upset that they couldn't do their regular schedule and their regular routine. And I kind of looked at this as an opportunity to take a step back. And, you know, if you're, if you're wanting to put stuff out, try doing stuff on a, on a different form or different media. Uh, but also, you know, it, it was, for me, it was nice to just kind of take a break from podcasting. Uh, I still put some stuff out. It just wasn't, you know, wasn't at the usual volume, but yeah, I, I mean the, the biggest thing, um, you know, when, and this again is why I'm looking forward to flying pigs so much. I could give a shit about the race and everybody knows that I will tell everybody that will listen and people that won't, that I'm not there to run. I'm not there to there for the waffles. Well, yes, I'm there for the waffles, but I'm there, I'm there really to hang out with everybody. And, you know, cause again, you get to have these face to face conversations and, um, and that's really like, that's the best part of this community. And Caitlin, Caitlin actually yesterday, she, she sent me a picture. She was at graders and she was actually having ice cream with crystal. So, um, you know, again, and they really met through this community and so they're hanging out together and then we're going to be seeing them. I'm actually going to be going up to Dayton in a couple of weeks and seeing them on a Sunday and, you know, um, this past weekend, and I think I might've mentioned to you, I, I'm doing a, a walk run group on Saturday, which is solely the, the purpose of this is to get people locally together to, uh, 
to, you know, just, just get out, get some exercise and stuff, but you're really, you know, the thing people do when they're walking is they just have conversations and, um, Mutts and Miles, Amanda is, is the one, as she showed up for it. Uh, typical first week of trying to get a group like that together. It was a holiday weekend and, and just starting out, nobody else showed up for it. Well, she and I had been talking about meal prep and she had a race that she was running this weekend. So I said, you know, instead of like doing a distance, let's just go to the grocery store and we'll talk about meal prep. So she and I did a grocery shop and got to hang out. And then on Sunday, we were going to do our weekly workout and uh, our little workout crew. And it's been, we haven't had everybody there together at the same time yet. But at this point, the Northern Kentucky workout crew is, um, is Amanda, her husband, Christopher, uh, Amber, Deets Diaries. Uh, and Christopher is, is uh, done being fat and done is D-U-N-N, uh, myself and Stacy. So, you know, it, it wound up this weekend where I was the only one that was able to, to go and do the workout. So since everybody has their own selfie pose, uh, I did a video montage of, Im- of imitating their poses to the best of my ability. Um, and then I was talking to them yesterday and I looked at that picture and I'm like, you know what, we need, we need like a local fitness community like we really we we've got some people together that really are part of of different communities and do different things and and have different connections like we really need to bring that together so um started a facebook page for it yesterday changed up an instagram account which willie's gonna love this is this is actually an instagram account that i forgot i even had so i changed the handle changed the focus and now we have uh nky fitness as an actual thing Um, so, but I, I just, I think I I don't want people to ever lose fat, lose focus on the fact that even though we're on our phones, you can make real relationships from this. Oh, a hundred percent you can. Yeah, you, you can, but you, but you know, relationships, they take work, right? And what they take is, you know, again, a lot of times you're not making things about yourself. You know, you're, you're looking and you're just listening. You're not trying to solve everybody's problems. You're just being there for them. And, and that's really a lot of times that's all people want. And, uh, and that's really honestly all that they need. So, you know, when you tell me that we're going to have a conversation about this, I'm like, cool. And so we'll have a conversation at some point, but it will be done face to face. And it's going to be because, you know, we, uh, we had that one conversation off of Star Wars and all of this has come from that. So I, I guess that. it has been a busy week. <laughs> it, it, do you know what? It really has been. And, and so, so a few things, a few things from yes. the things that you said. Yes. One, I love Caitlin and I love Crystal and I am sending extra love to Crystal this week because it has been a yes. rough week. Yes, it has. Um, two, I also really love ice cream. Three, you were talking about walking and talking and it just sort of made me giggle to myself because I realized you've never been more than 500 pounds. Those things are not mutually exclusive. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Particularly not for Rachel. Um, More so now, but even now, I generally, if I'm walking with you, 
I will let you talk. <laughs> I will conserve my words. That's that's um, not true. The only time when you and I were walking together, you were doing most of the talking, or as much of the talking as I was when we were walking at the convention center. You know what? I do, I don't even realize when I'm walking like that. And that was actually going to lead to my next point, which was when yeah. you were talking about doing the grocery shopping and talking. Uh-huh. That uh-huh. I can do. Yes. That I'm really capable of. And supposed to me. I think of one as being more an exercise form and one as just being social. And yeah. so I guess when you're talking about the convention center to me, that was just being social. So my thing is, is if you can make, if you can take what other people would consider focused exercise and make it a little bit more relaxed and make it more social, then people are going to want to do it more often. Um, so, but yeah, I, I, I definitely like, um, I think making it social is make this stuff fun. I mean, that's, that's, that's one thing. And I know I, I definitely harp on this is we've got all these people and, and these communities that are thinking that they need to push themselves extremely hard all the time because that's how they're going to get the results. And, and there's so much more to this stuff that's going on besides just losing weight. I mean, oh. and I mentioned it before with, with the meetup at the, at the flying pig, like exercise is just part of like what we do, but the whole thing is really about who you're getting connected with and the amount of people that, you know, we, we've, our, our group has uh, grown so much since then. And We've got people that um, are really going to help keep things organized, which I'm very, very thankful for. Um, Amanda and Amber are, are two of the ones that are, are really going to kind of help with that um, to varying degrees. But no, it's just been, it, this is about the people that you meet. And, you know, the other thing with, uh, with Amanda, cause I think, I mean, she's, she um, works with, the families after pets pass away. And, you know, I've mentioned before, that's how she and I really like, we were following each other on social media, but so that's you know, when, two really got to know each other. Yeah. That's when I got to know her is when we had to put our dog to sleep. And I messaged her because I was, I was talking to Stacy on Friday and she's like, I think it's time that we, you know, get a dog. Like we're, we're going to be putting the house up that we're in now. We're going to end up selling it. Um, probably within the next couple of months, I would say. And then, um, and if she's listening to this, cause she wants to sell ASAP, I say within the next couple of months, cause I like to give cushion on things. Um, but she's like, I-, I think we're, we're ready for a dog. I said, to, are you sure? Because when I talk to the dog whisperer, who literally knows every, like has every contact in the Northern Kentucky area, when it comes to dogs, like this will get the process rolling she said yes so i messaged amanda and she was so happy and so excited that we're ready to adopt a dog again and that's what we're doing we're going to get a rescue but you know she so i filled out the form this weekend told them you know what we're looking for and uh and we'll see what happens but but um again like when when i look at the people in this community and i can look at each and every person that's going to be at the flying pig and i can tell you something specific about them as a person that has nothing to do with their scale weight or how many workouts they did that's what's most important to me because we can sit and have an actual conversation so when you and i have our conversations when we're amongst the group of people next year and when we're you know having a, a one-on-one that's what all this stuff's about I agree. 
This is a heavy podcast. You were meant to bring it up. I'm like sat here going, he's meant to lighten the load. And always like, it's the people, it's the journey, it's the people you collect along the way. I know. Oh, <sighs> <laughs> uh, we're going to have to talk about nostalgia next week. <laughs> all right, all right. Do you, do you want me to lighten the load? Okay, I can lighten the load. Go ahead. Did you Go know ahead. that it is my birthday in 17 days? I didn't know the ex- ex- exactly how many days away it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's my birthday in 17 days. Do you know what I'm not getting for my birthday? It's a Stegosaurus balloon. Uh, <laughs> yes. You know who could have had a Stegosaurus balloon but didn't get one because... Daryl Perry. That's right. <laughs> There's always Christmas, darling. There's always Christmas. Um, <laughs> all right. Here's a question. Yes. Uh, because I come from a country that has only recently sort of started doing Halloween. Okay. Um, and when I say recent, like even now, there's a few kids that will knock on my door at Halloween. Right. Not heaps. Did you dress up for Halloween growing up? I did. Um most of the time, I think probably the favorite Halloween costume that I had actually was one when I was a little kid because my mm-hmm. mom dressed me up <clears throat> as a clown and it was a costume she made herself, but it, it did not turn, it didn't turn out all that well. And the makeup was not, I, I basically looked like an out of work, um, drunken clown as, as a three-year-old. Um, <laughs> so that was probably, if I look back now, that's probably the funniest costume that i ever had but yes i i we would go um vampire was one that i always liked to do when i was little that was my favorite uh, ghoul or monster was to be a vampire and then just various things throughout the years like karate kid i'm sure i, I did that a couple of years uh but i was see like being an only child i was I, I was always like it was me and my imagination so you know i had not really I guess kind of costumes, but I had like, um, I, I had different outfits and stuff. And I was, I mean, it was, I, I was, I was in costume a lot of the time growing up. And it was funny because when, uh, when Max was little, we got him this Jedi Halloween costume that he just, he wore for four years when he was, uh, he was, he was <laughs> playing Star Wars. And then, um, probably the best costume I ever got him because at the school they had the book parade was after the movie where the wild things are came out, which is actually what he's uh, named after. He's Max. named after that Max. Have I sent you this picture of him in this costume? No, but you have to because um, I love your I, little human and I yeah. love where the wild things are. Yeah, no, I, I will absolutely do this. So like he, um, when he was, he had, well, yeah, he would have been like five years old. So we're trying to, he had to dress up as a book character. And this was like, I mean, this was the book, the traditional book uh, when he was a little kid. So we had to try to come to, up with this costume and we couldn't, like we were going to the Halloween shops. Cause that's the other thing too, is you'll have these, these uh, retail spots where somebody goes out of business in August and these, Halloween stores just kind of pop up for a couple months uh, until Halloween and then they go away or they turn into like a Christmas decoration store. So anyway, like we went to probably three or four of these things, couldn't find any kind of costume. Uh, 
And, you know, Stacy's just like, well, you know, it's just not going to happen. We give up. So there's a department store here, Kohl's, a chain. And I was like, because I knew this movie had come out like six months before, like that summer, the, that movie was was in theater. So I'm like, they always like they always have stuff on sale. They always have clearance. I was like, I'm just I'm gonna go to Kohl's and see what they have. And they had I went on the clearance rack, and for eight dollars, they had these footed pajamas that even had uh, Max embroidered on them. Like this was this would be the best uh, the best example of max from the book so picked that up and then one of the halloween stores had like this 99 cent crown so this this costume um took all of ten dollars to come up with but took a lot of like you know trying to trying to actually find the uh the stuff to put it together but this this was my probably uh this was one of my highlights of parenting and anytime that there's an impossible situation and we're trying to find something last minute. Stacy always references this is the, uh, the best situation ever because we were actually able to, um, you know, find this. Here's the picture. I'm going to send this to you. Does he have the crown on here? Oh my gosh. These are, these are all, I'm, I'm going through this thing on Google photos. That's just all these old pictures of when he was like four and five so let me send this to you. There's actually some really good stuff here. <clears throat> okay. So shoot, I can send you the Star Wars costume. Also. <laughs> so yeah, but no, I mean that's uh, for me. I I did Halloween, but it was just it was really neat having a child, like watching a child go through that. Um, and cause see, like where I grew up, I mean I wasn't. I, I was still, again, like probably 15 minutes from the expressway, but I didn't live really in a subdivision. But, you know, being being where we live um, and him actually being able to go out and do trick-or-treating and, you know, the some of the neighbors would go all out. Like I remember one year somebody was grilling out for the parents. So, like, you could get, you could get a hot dog and you could get a – uh, you could get a beer like just while you're walking around the neighborhood and your kids getting candy. But, um, but yeah, it was, it was always fun. Uh, it was always fun seeing what he would do. And I'm looking at some of these costumes now. So let me see, but yeah, th- this was, um, so they, they never really, Halloween's kind of a recent thing for you guys over there. Yeah. Yeah. So it's sort of newish. Yeah. It was not something we did when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that it's only sort of more so, I think the kids of like our age bracket yeah. always be like, oh, Halloween would be great. And I feel like it's their kids that now get to celebrate Halloween. Um, because I remember being like nine years old and watching Hocus Pocus and just so desperately wishing that we did Halloween over here. Um, cause I was always going to dress up and yeah. And so it, and something that I actually taught Logan, um, if I'm having a really horrendous day, which happens, sometimes I have me a sad day. Oh my gosh. I just got these photos. He's so adorable. <laughs> oh my God. He looks so great. Yeah. Um, 
is if I'm having a really bad day, I will go to Pinterest and I will look up babies in their Halloween costumes. Makes sense. Um, because it, there, there's few things more adorable, right? Even even when the Halloween costume is completely inappropriate, I'm just like, oh my god, that's hilarious. <laughs> he looks so cute with his little fake beard. <laughs> well, what was funny about that is he like, he was so serious. Like he he thought he was Obi Wan Kenobi when he was five years old, and when he had the beard on, <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, I've got. Well, and the other thing about Max was that he, if you asked him when he was five years old, like, what do you want to do? He wanted to be, the pre- he wanted to be the president. He wanted to be a pilot. He wanted to be a fireman and he wanted to be a garbage man, like all at once. So that was, that was his, uh, his career path at the time. So yeah, he had, he did all kinds of like costumes, but what I just sent you was adorable. Yeah. <laughs> And then even, yeah, I see there aren't as many photos of my Halloween. Totally, totally. totally I love your kid, Daryl. Oh, yeah. No, he, (laughs) I think we should recreate the uh, where the wild things are picture. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, he's. So, but yeah, it's, oh my gosh. And then, yeah, he, okay. So his, his grandfather, uh, Stacy's dad was the superintendent for the school year. And after he retired and they moved to Florida, um, a lot of the teachers and administrators were people that knew Max's grandfather. So they had a contest and you could win different prizes at the school. And one was being principal for a day. And we totally think the contest was rigged so Max could be an administrator. But I have pictures of him in fifth grade. They gave him a little, he had a little walkie talkie and um, put a tie on and was just, yeah, he, he thought he was in charge of things, which is still kind of what this kid really wants in life is just to be in charge. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, it's, uh, you know, and, and I think, and you were talking about your niece before, I, I think when you have these kids that really, just their mind works differently and they, they just view the world in a different way. I I think it's, it's good to encourage that because there's nothing like, it's just when, when you see, when you see kids that process things differently, it's just, it's refreshing, right? Like they just, they see the world. It it really is. And look, I mean, look, part of it is, is selfish on my behalf that I want them to, foster that in her because I was that kid right I was that kid that saw everything in a different way yeah um and I kind of like that because I I like to think you know I I like to think that my mom for uh you know my, my mom is not a perfect woman but my mom was very much determined that her daughters know that they had a voice and that they were allowed to use it and and in a lot of ways, my mother was a very traditional woman and she's actually really proud of me for the ways that I'm not, yeah. <laughs> right? Um, you know, I, I think she would feel a bit better if I was more Susie housewife, mm-hmm. but I think she also really respects that I'm not. And um, my niece, my niece who is, I want to say she's 26 because she is 26, um, 
she was actually going for a job this week in in a totally different field. Um, and she'd sort of sent me, um, so, so back when she was a chef and I was running day programs, she would occasionally come in and do cooking classes with my guys. Sure. And, um, and she'd put me down as a referee for, for this job and just said, uh, you know, just a heads up if they call you. I'm like, okay. They never called me. They offered her the job before they got to me. And um, we, w- we were talking about it and I just said to her, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of you because it's a, it's a, it's a job in the welfare sector and she's, she's helping people and in this new role she'll be helping people. And I'm like, I'm just really, really proud of you. And, um, and she's like, thank you for being such an inspiration. And I think that if nothing else, I've taught, I've taught my nieces that they can, that you, that a woman doesn't need to be defined just by one thing. Right. That we don't need to be defined by whether or not we're a wife or a mother. We don't need to be defined by whether or not we're employed or not. We don't need to be defined by whether or not we're beautiful or not. We can be defined by how we treat others and what we put out into the world. And, and I think that that's something I've done well. And I think that that is something that was actually fostered in me when I was a kid. When I was that weird kid that couldn't talk to other kids because I'd been raised around adults. Um, I just like had no idea how to talk about Sesame Street when my dad was having chemotherapy. It was like, not today, Susan, not today. Okay. Go sesame over to that street. I'm more of a kid now as a 36-year-old than I was yeah. as a six-year-old. Yeah. And um, yeah, and and it's and it's sort of something and 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 maybe that is why I love your guy so much because there, you know, there was something kindred there, or maybe it's just because he's a freaking awesome human being. Um and I think that probably part of me loving my little niece the other day and the things that she was saying was because, you know, there is that element of it being precocious and and me understanding what that's like because I, you know, I've been precocious. Well, and, and what we've talked about of what people, what, what it's really like in our community to actually build relationships and we're listing off, you know, being empathetic and listening and not trying to make yourself the center of, of everything is, you know, these are traits that these kids have now. I mean, I'll tell you with, with Max, I and mean, he's, he's a teenager, and teenagers, um, just by their nature, because they're trying to figure life out, uh, are very self-involved, but he still has the characteristics where he will do things, um, he'll do things that others may not. Uh, and I will, this is something I don't know, I don't know all the details of, but apparently at his old school, because I, I told you he's going to a new school now, Um, one of the kids that would have been in his grade, uh, committed suicide Mm -hmm. and Max, he was thinking about it. He's like, I was like, yeah, I asked him, I said, do you know him? And he was thinking, he's like, yeah, he's like, I, he was in my English class in, um, in eighth year and, you know, I, I always tried to be really nice to him. Well, you know, so within 10 minutes, because this was on the way home from school the other day. So within 10 minutes, 
he had, well, I don't know if it was 10 minutes, but it was, it was very quickly uh, done. He had gotten the contact email address for the teacher they had, the English teacher that they had together. And I think all he emailed her and basically just said, you know, I'm sorry. And for a teenager to really kind of go that quickly from this happened to wanting to make sure the other people that knew that person wanting to check on them, like you just, you've got an exceptional human being. Yeah. You don't, he, he has empathy. And I think some of that has, has been taught from um, he's, he's gotten from learning from us, but I think part of it is just his makeup and who he is. Yeah. So it will serve him well. It will serve him very well. It will make certain parts of his life really difficult because sometimes it's easier to just not give a shit. But he doesn't have that in him. Yeah. Um, God, you, you just have such an exceptional human being. You know that. Why am I telling you? But, yeah. <laughs> and he looks ridiculously yeah. cute in his Halloween costumes. And he's probably also equally mortified. At some point, he'll be equally mortified that you messaged me those pictures of him in his Halloween costume. So, so yeah, he he doesn't even. We have uh, basically, I've I've uploaded all of the photos from Stacy's old phone into a separate um, album on Google Photos. So yeah, we we have all that stuff well documented. You so. you took you took a photo of me and him together, didn't you? I did. You did. I I would not post that to social media, but I would love to see that photo. Yeah, I thought. Yeah, I thought I sent it to you. I can no, you never, you never did. I would love to see that photo. What's wrong with me? Good. <laughs> yeah, let me. I can send that to you right now before. Okay, before, so so yeah. while you look for it, I think the question of this week should be. Yeah. What would be your ultimate Halloween costume? I like that. I like it too because it's upbeat, even though for the most part we dealt with some pretty heavy shit. So. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're giving people enough time to actually come up with this Halloween That's costume. Exactly I mean, no excuses. If you have an ultimate Halloween costume, you. That's it. Like we're giving you, we, we're giving you a good seven weeks, eight weeks to come up, like to be able to put that into practice. <gasps> I did show you last year. I did show you last year where I dressed up as a mermaid for Halloween because my nephew asked me to. <laughs> I did all my own makeup and everything. I taught myself how to do it from a uh, yeah. from a YouTube tutorial. It was pretty cool. That's how we learn anything these days. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> all right. And, and with that, I think, we, uh, I think we're done for the week, my friend. I, I think we are. So, yes, question of the week, what is your your ideal or your dream Halloween costume. Ultimate let Halloween us know. costume. Yes. Go ahead and, and let us know. And uh, yeah, any other thoughts that you have on the podcast? Um, if you want to reach out, please do. Let us, let us know what's going on with you and any thoughts that you have. But yeah, we'll do it all again next week. Sounds good. All right. Talk to you then. Take care, my friend. You too. See ya. Bye.